0: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and uh, and thank you. Uh, uh, let me thank you for uh, holding the hearing, and uh, and as you said, today is about continuing the work of uh, this committee in particular under your leadership and 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 the members of this committee to, throughout this Congress. Uh, I'm grateful to the partners who worked with us throughout to plan hearings, to draft legislation, and to make progress on issues like tribal consultation and indigenous land management. This has been a collaborative effort uh, throughout, and the bills before us today are no different. So I want to thank President Sharp, on behalf of NCAI, Ms. Ms. Osea Aula uh, on behalf of the National and Tribal Preservation Officers, and my friend Governor Lewis on behalf of the Gila River Uh, Indian community. Um, Your contributions and expertise were essential in crafting this legislation and we are most appreciative. Uh, These three bills before us are quite different but they all work I think to achieve one uh, goal. Ensuring that the unique knowledge and expertise of indigenous communities is respected and incorporated in the management of federal lands. Whether amending existing law Uh, crafting new programs or putting new protections on the ground. These bills ensure that tribal governments are front and center in that decision-making process. The Tribal Cultural Areas Protection Act and Advancing Tribal Parity on Public Lands Act are the result of a multi-year collaboration between uh, myself and and committee staff, Senator Heinrich, NCAI, uh, the National and Tribal Preservation Officers, Tribal Attorneys, Policy experts and the Wilderness Society, who I also uh, would like to thank. These bills will ensure that tribal governments get a a say in how lands are protected while ensuring that sacred sites on public lands are not up for sale or desecration. Uh, And, you know, unfortunately, uh, the threat to these sites are, are all too real under the, you know, under the previous administration, and remain so today on public lands across uh, this country. Uh, The controversies and struggles around issues like Oak Flat, Chaco Canyon, and even the Grand Canyon are all symptoms of a lack of involvement, a lack of understanding, and a lack of respect for an indigenous perspective that could have helped craft those those controversies into something less than controversial. Uh, The bills that I think take an important first step to ensuring that these landscapes are protected and are managed as cultural landscapes. The Great Bend of the Gila Conservation Act represents nearly a decade of work to protect a culturally important and ecologically fragile landscape in my home state of in my home in southern Arizona. The bill will protect tens of thousands of acres of new conservation lands and wilderness across the landscape dotted with petroglyphs, ancient structures and settlements, and other cultural artifacts and monuments. But we've made, but we've made some important updates to the legislation, this, this Congress, to ensure that the 13 tribes with ancestral connections to that, this landscape have a real voice in its future management. So I want to thank Governor Lewis in particular for appearing today to share his expertise with us and to discuss the importance of these protections. It's, it, the Gila River community, is, uh, through the leadership of the, of the Governor and its uh, community, uh, have always been important partners in the, the issues of management, and the issues of our use of our public land, and the general and the overall protection uh, of antiquities, cultural resources, and historic resources. Uh, Before I close, I also want to acknowledge uh, that this conversation isn't happening in a vacuum. There is work being done across this country by indigenous leaders, tribal communities, and organizations to protect these sacred sites. I'm happy to say the Biden administration, uh, under the leadership of Secretary Holland and her team, is taking a leading role in these efforts. From the Native Nations Summit to the reestablishment of Bears Ears, we have been pleased to see that the President and his appointees fully embracing the work of co-stewardship. I'm particularly pleased to see yesterday's announcement that the Biden administration plans to release new guidelines across several agencies on best practices for co-management. This is a major step and and will help put these agreements on the ground in the near future. So I want to congratulate and thank our colleagues from the executive branch, my colleague in the Senate, Senator Heinrich, uh, the organizations that I mentioned that have worked with us directly in crafting the legislation and I look forward to hearing more uh, at today's discussion. With that, again, my thank yous to you, Mr. Chairman, and I yield back. The
1: gentleman yields back. Uh, I thank the Chairman for his uh, very valuable testimony today. We'll now transition to our second panel. As with the first panel, oral statements are limited to five minutes, but your entire statement will be made part of the hearing record. When you begin, the timer will start, and it will turn orange when you have one minute remaining, and red when your time is expired. The witnesses may proceed to the table. Um, just one piece of administrative business before we start. Unfortunately, uh, Ms. sims Hip from the U- U.S. Department of Agriculture will no longer be able to testify as she is dealing with a medical emergency. We certainly hope that she is okay, and we look forward to continuing to work with her and the USDA on these efforts. With that, the chair will now recognize Mr. Brian Newland, Assistant Secretary for Indian Affairs at the Department of Interior, and supported by Mr. Raymond Suazo, Arizona State Director at the Bureau of Land Management.